Station. Yes, g'day and welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast. Joined by my usual suspects. Pointer 69, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you, Christopher. Pretty that's excited. good, mate. Yeah, good, good. And uh, guest 7-0, that's 7-0 for sure. How are you, mate? Seven yeah, just wanted to, um, to to one-up Peter there on the 69, so 7-0. Um, yeah, very well, how are you? Oh, look, pretty splendid, pretty splendid. It's been a bit of an enjoyable week here in the Sheep Session Cup land. Yeah, it sure has. I'm very excited about this uh, Survivor League finally happening. So Yeah, I'm literally being giddy about it, to be honest. <laughs> It's uh, been a good time. So we've got two leagues, two survivor leagues. Who'd have thunk it after uh, all of that, I suppose, slow build-up? <laughs> Finally got it going on. And here we are with two leagues. Uh, bloody hell, it's going to be interesting, eh? Yeah, no. Um, I'm not yet. Like I said in one of the league chats, I'm not even in this league, and I'm, I think I'm more excited than the people that are playing. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and we can bring it back next year with a bit of experience and make it even better as well. So be yeah, good. agreed, agreed. And uh, two leagues, one one draft has, has finished and the other one is balls deep already. So it's got what ten picks to go. Mm. Um, so yeah, survivor league two is uh, already ahead in my in my eyes, I guess. <laughs> They've taken the lead. <laughs> yeah, they have taken the lead. But um, yeah, look, interesting strategies already. There's been trades galore and far out in uh, I almost said sheep's too in uh, survivor two. Uh, not much doing in Survival 1, so <laughs> get your ass in a gear, but anyway, good fun. It's, uh, we've got some some plans for them, but uh, we're just going to have a quick chat about our plans and um, announce the tribes, and then uh, talk some news and our hot takes. Big episode. Could be a while. Yeah. Um, we could be a while, but hopefully hopefully not so long that everyone gets bored, but let's, uh, let's rip into the content. <laughs> let's do it. All right, so any plans you want to talk about for these leagues at all uh, to update these these four tribes or just get straight into the Survivor League tribe names? I mean, I guess the thing is just that we, we said before, like you got to expect a bit of the unexpected or nothing's going to be stable, right, in terms of the gameplay. It's, not, it's more Survivor than fantasy football um, is my advice. We don't want to give too much away, but that would be not very survivor-like to say what's going to happen in the challenges in the future, right? So, too right. Um, don't get caught up in playing fantasy football too oh, much. You're playing, you're playing survivor. Peter just moving, obviously, very close to the mic there. I shit my pants a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to come a bit closer for the emphasis. Yeah, emphasis. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, so yeah, just expect the unexpected for sure. Don't expect, you know, just a, a vanilla kind of, you know, I'm going to be playing against this bloke this this bloke this week and then the next week I'll be playing against some other bloke. It's not quite that, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess anyone who's asked a question has sort of been like, oh, is it going to be this or this? Pretty much the answer to all of those is both. Um, yeah. At some point they're going to change um, probably weekly and uh, yeah, just look forward to be water as the footballers like to say and... Uh, that and we're coming up with ideas on the fly as well. Like we might all of a sudden think, "Oh, geez, maybe we should add this in there." So, yeah, we're always going to be updating and uh, and evolving, I guess. So, just like real Survivor, you know, it took them a little while to get these hidden immunity idols into the game, and uh, maybe there's some in this game. Who knows? Maybe there will be some later. Who knows? So, get ready for anything for sure. But um, let's let's get into these tribes, hey? Because um, a few people have asked about them. It's taken us a while to name them. Um, <laughs> So, Survivor League 1 viewers, you want to run us through Survivor League 1 tribes? Yeah, sure. Ooh. So, oh, ooh. 
Ooh, that gets me a little bit of rest. <laughs> Are you going to run through the tribes with the background music playing? or just... Are we going to have to pay for this? Or... <laughs> we need copyrighted. Um, yeah, we'll run through the tribes. Just first of all, we wanted to give uh, some of these uh, Islander players a bit of a tribute because, um, as we all know, survivors often in the Pacific Islands. So we started with Natane Muti, uh, draft pick this year, and um, that's going to have Jovalani, JPIT29, John Lebner, 85, Father Koala, Gerg, uh, <laughs> B-Han Tay. Oh, I don't know what that is. B-Agent Tay, for sure. B-Agent Tay. B-Agent Tay. Uh, D. Gilchrist and Tom Morley. And then we have the Your Party Tribe. Uh, and it's got Timmy, Dynasty Kiwi, Pete Mama, Jaycoon7, Prodigal Son, Nugs AF, Mahomie15, and Dino0949. The 949th Dino to play on Sleeper. Too right. And the Survivor League 2, Petey? Uh, this is the Targavaloa tribe. Oh, okay. Oh, you did? Oh, no, you got the two of them. The Palamalu tribe first. <laughs> this is uh, Morph Jin, Zombies 203, W Thompson, <laughs> Show Us Your Fits, CM Bass, JA770D, <laughs> Sotaram, and Straco. You want to give the... Tug of oh, yeah, have at it. Why not? Why not? Just keep going. Uh, this is Nucky Styles, uh, R13, R13. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfie 38, Zach Attack 3000, Jay Boyer 25, The Runaway Train, The Fantasy First Down, and One Tour Punch on the right drive. Yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, total coincidence as well. Yeah, we didn't actually plan that. The very that. Yeah, last that was... person we put in, and we we're like, oh, One Tour Punch on the Tug of a Lower Tribe. Bunch. Yeah, we had a little bit of a, a celebration over it. <laughs> But they're the tribes, so you know, start building your alliances. Um, feel free to talk to the other tribes as well, but just remember you've got to try and beat them so you don't go to the old tribal council and face uh, the three Jeff probes. <laughs> yeah, if your buffs don't arrive in the mail in the next three days, hit CMOS uh, up for a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just waiting for the sponsor to come in and pay for those. So we might be a while. <laughs> but yeah, look, they're the tribes. Um, oh, man, I'm so aroused and excited about this. <laughs> Yep, get into it. Um, I reckon there's already some alliances building. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, good fun. Oh, I'll tell you one thing, like, in this league, like, the to break it into the news, the Len Fournette cut, um, I think it adapts really well to this league, like other standard redrafts, or you probably hit a lot harder than in this league. Mm. Be a bit more flexible, move quickly, adapt. Like, it's not going to ruin your season that you're starting run, first running back, you pick got cut, perhaps. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, and on that, we'll start with the news. So, Leonard Fournette cut, as, as discussed. Um, if you're running to the waivers, who are you picking up? Ewers? Uh, Thompson, for me. Chris Thompson. Um, yeah. yeah, Chris Thompson, I think, is just going to get an even slightly bigger role. And if he can stay healthy, he's, he's always sort of right up there fighting a high-end RB2, to be honest, when he's playing. Um, he scores a lot of points catches a lot of passes they're going to be playing from behind a lot because i'm not sure if you've seen the jag squad but um i think the word you're after there is shite (laughs) yeah so um yeah i really like chris thompson this year um i think he's probably got a, a pretty good opportunity to be that there's always one player that sort of scores really well often it actually is him um but yeah the the guy that's not not a workhorse back, but just gets a lot of targets and scores a lot of points on big chunk plays, and I, I think he could do that for them this year. Petey, the same thing here? or I think it's a split for me between probably Thompson and Armstead. 
they're going to they're going to try and run the ball a bit. Um, they've still got a decent, I think, line there that um would probably give Armstead enough value. But also the game script, like you was saying, is uh, just going to disappear on them late, and he's not going to have the, I guess, enough carries and probably the Leonard Fournette share of a running back workload in that team. But I think Chris Thompson also has that connection with the offensive coordinator Jay Gruden now, so. They've played together a lot in um, Washington before, so he'll know how to use him. And I think perhaps the age might be the only concern and injury with Thompson, but if he can stay healthy, he should be very valuable in the PPR format. Yeah, it's interesting that age. Has Jay Gruden had possibly the worst three teams of all time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From Cincinnati to Washington to... Fucking Jags, my God! <laughs> They're all just tanking for whoever the new quarterback is. Yeah, not not a good good. And it shows actually that he is you know semi decent that he's gone to these teams and still had some some little bits of success. So I don't think he's a terrible coach. I think he's just been thrown in a shitter situation and he's been having to bloody just sort uns- up all of this crap. Management. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, this is just a bizarre move. I don't know why. I like. If you can't get anything for the guy, just run him into the ground for like four games, show that he can do it, and then maybe try and get something for him. I don't know. I just that's bizarre. But yeah, I'm I'm going out and getting Armstead. Uh, Chris Thompson worries me a little bit with injuries. He's just kind of a pass catching guy. Armstead in the last game last year when Fournette was down um, had almost 20 fantasy points. Um, throw throw in there five catches as well off nine targets, so he can definitely do both as well. So I any any love for a Zigbo? <sighs> I don't know. There's a bit of camp hype about him, eh? Yeah, I think Armstead's sort of had a pretty limited camp, and I think that maybe is where all the yeah. hype's coming from. But Sneak a couple of injuries. But worth you know, an ad in a dynasty league for sure, just right. in case. Um, yeah, never know. Yeah, so the Armstead's definitely my one, and then probably uh, Thompson, Zigbo in that order. So, yeah. Anyways, um, strange move again, but once again, Jags seem to be one of those uh, franchises just don't know what they're doing. So happy days for them. Yeah, they don't want to get um, they don't want to pay anyone, right? Like it's like oh, I want to go back to having nothing when it's. But even if you don't want to pay him, just play him for the year. Like oh, he's man. not a shit running back. I mean, but while you're going to want to play for a team like this, you know they're never going to be... Like, you have to pay players to compete for Super Bowls or the playoffs even. Yeah, too, right. They're just like, oh, well, we'll just go back and try and get another good player in the draft that will, you know, cut in three years' time anyway. What do you do? What do you do? Obviously, they're uh, not quite in that uh, Super Bowl contendership. What was he on? $4 million or something they have to pay him this season, which compared to other players' salaries isn't ridiculous. To be like, well, we'll pay him for four million dollars for, like you said, Chris, three weeks, and hopefully another team loses a running back, and we can be like, well, we're not mm. going anywhere this season. You're making a playoff run. Give us a, you know, a even if for him. yeah, something mid-range. Like you don't have to go out and ask for a first. Like, like they couldn't get a fifth or a sixth. The coach came out saying we couldn't get a fifth or a sixth, um, and I thought, oh, did you ask for a seventh? <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, look, strange situation, but anyways, we'll move on from that. Speaking of teams without a, a running back, should we talk about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, let's go. What have you got? Injury central, my God. Well, I don't know what they do over there. They must just <laughs> feed them beer and chips, eh? Like, they just do not hold up. Yeah. I, I just thought, do you think it, that's a, a potential landing spot for Fournette or they're pretty set on Sanders and they're not too worried about his injuries? 
I reckon they're pretty set on Sanders. Um, I, think I reckon the are. Bears are probably the option for, for Fournette, to be honest. It's I don't a... know. I don't know. There's a lot of talk about the Bears, but I think if the Bears really wanted him, they would have probably... Yeah, they probably didn't want to pay him, though. Do they even have any but... picks left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think... I don't know. that He could be a player to fit with Sand as well. Like, if they want... To. They're, they're opposites, right? A bit more opposite than... Bruiser um, rather than a... I mean, he does something that, like, a bit more stronger bruising type runner, yeah, than, than Sanders, which could help protect Sanders in terms of, like, you know, adding that depth. But I really think it's he's going to go to a team we don't expect. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll take him. It'll be like... A lot, a lot of teams that don't have great running back depth or medium running backs, that'll be like, oh, we'll have another potential. The Panthers sign him, yeah. Oh, please, yeah. fire it. I would cry so hard if that happened. Now, there's talk of the Rams... Um, I would cry so hard if that happened. Houston or like a few of the other teams that are out there. I don't know. I think, imagine if it was like, you know, the Chargers or something. They could sign him. They have any Oof. Good... He would fit well with Eckler, I think, as well. Like Melvin Gordon replacement. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's plenty, like, wherever he's going to go, he's going to impact, do more damage to the other running back than... Oh, yeah, too. Right. probably boost his own value, I think. He the Chargers right. is actually not a bad call. That, that, that'd be like a classic one where Eckler just gets destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, back to the Eagles. Um, we're missing Jalen Rager for about four weeks by the looks of it. A shoulder mm. issue. Mm. It's a Probably. shame. Yeah, it is. Um, puts a bit of a dent into his draft stock, I guess. But um, dynasty-wise, I think he's still a lock. Yeah, well, I mean, especially for someone who was sort of... his A lot of his value is tied to the fact that he's just the only receiver in the team. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that yeah. And the way he did it, too, was sucks a big fat one. I mean, he was... Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> Who's the bloody quarterback? Um, Hurts. Hurts threw an interception and then he went and tackled him. Like, just blow the play dead. Thanks for coming. Don't, don't try tackling him. You're in bloody training camp. Yeah, what do you, what do, you do? Uh, And then Carson Wentz apparently had a soft tissue injury as well, and that's why Hurts was out there. So that's a bit of a shit, but um, apparently it's just day-to-day, nothing to worry about. Cooper Cup, minor ankle strain. Uh, they said if he was playing this week, he would have played. Um, so, yeah, look, might be a little bit of a concern. I always hate these ankle sprains, but... Apparently it's minor. So then Michael P. Ryan, he also had an ankle sprain. I think that's a bit more serious. He got carted off, um, you know, just as a, a dynasty podcast. Everyone was kind of on him for a little while in that offseason until Frank Gore signed, so whatever. Uh, what else do we have here? Anything else you want to say about those two, Cup or P. Ryan? Any concern? or? I guess, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. P. Ryan was, was right up there until they went and signed um, young up-and-comer Frank Gore. So. <laughs> Gase's mate. They went to school together. Actually, no. Gore's probably older than Gase, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, he might well be. Yeah, could be. That's my dog. He is biting the shit out of me. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Uh, Titans looking for a new kicker for all you kicker lovers out there. They're apparently working out how and Goskowski. So, you know, all those people who are dynasty sashing Goskowski for some stupid reason, uh, do that. Derwin James, this is a bit of a, a bit of a shame. Uh, he's out for the year with a meniscus snapping in 3,000 pieces, apparently. Um, you know, pretty important player. Um, he's gone for the year. Petey, anything on that one? Or? Oh, man, this is tough for the Chargers. Mm, um, it is. DST, at least, though. Yeah, IDP. Like I think this is—they were probably looking to be the team that could do a, if they could do a little bit on offense, and they have a solid defense. They might be like you know a tough team to go and beat, or even um, just be a team that could do something. But I think losing him now just probably puts one hole 
in a team where they were looking to be like, you know, that was their real strong, one of their real strong spots. So it'd be interesting to see if anyone can step up and replace him in that defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else do we have here? We've got uh, Chiefs. They re-signed their head coach, Andy oh, Reid, and Veach, both six more years. So yeah, GM and coach. That's obviously showing a lot of confidence in what they've been doing. So yeah. I suppose when winning a Super Bowl, that's probably going to do it for you. Yeah, keep, keep good things, huh? Too right. Um, and then a dynasty one here. Jamar Chase opts out for this year, uh, but intends to go into the draft next year. So that's a bit of a... I don't know if it's something worth monitoring, I guess, coming into next year. I mean, he hasn't played another for a year, so um, when you come to your rookie drafts next year, it's just always something to think about. I mean, but in saying that he's going to be fresh, so. If there's no um, no football this season, he's made like, you know, the smart like a smart move, get out early and just mm. go with it. If there's limited football this season, he's even made it even like just the same thing. Like, there's yeah. not enough tape on another guy, to, you know, other players to come ahead of him. So he just risks, reduces that injury risk by not playing any games. Yeah. I don't think, especially in this climate, imagine going out there, he's probably got all, all, it all to lose by playing a, a shortened season or whatever they want to try and play. He who gets an injury, all of a sudden his stock drastically falls. Like even if he, worst case scenario, someone can come up and, you know, contend with him and be like, oh, I'm in the conversation to be the first wide receiver or the best wide receiver in the class now instead of if he hurts himself, he's no longer in that conversation in the 2021 draft. Yeah, and I think especially with um, yeah, potential of a shortened season or a late season, this just gives these guys an opportunity to just focus on the draft. So they'll train real hard for the um, combine and mm. put up better numbers maybe than they they actually would have if they played the season because they've just been focusing on sprinting and explosive power and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see next year's draft and being a bit all over the place with guesses at players. Yeah, true that. Um, one more thing that I haven't added on here, but Kamara apparently been sent home or has been given leave. Um, oh, no, I thought it was inexcusable absences. In, yes, I can't remember what it was. What was Does it? What it's a mini holdout, like these yeah. contract negotiations. He's yeah, something about the contract. Yeah, unexcused practice absences um, and related to his contract, apparently. So that's a bit of a concern for all of those Kamara lovers out there. Hopefully they're going to get something done there. Um yeah, I mean, Latavius Murray's obviously your, your, your handcuff there. You probably want to go and get him if you've got Kamara. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, they haven't locked up Kamara yet. Um, the type of weapon he is for them. Like, if they let him go and don't play with him, they're a completely different team. Like, it's right so much out. more different dimension than Latavius Murray. Like, Latavius Murray can run the ball or he catch a pass, but he's not Kamara in an open space type thing. So, why? I don't know. If he's healthy, he hasn't had too much injury in his past. Just pay the guy. Yeah, too right. Um, strange, strange call. I mean, if you want to build your team around him for the next few years, then definitely do it. Breeze isn't going to be there forever, so you need something like this with that kind of game-changing um, ability in the backfield. So yeah, look a bit strange, but anyway. Anything else we can think of here, boys? No, I think that was about it. That wraps it up nicely in the news department. And get into these hot takes, eh? You, you. Alrighty, who wants to start us off? All right, CeeDee Lamb over 1,000 yards in 2020. It's ambitious. Yeah, the wide receiver three on the current flagged wide receiver three on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know, I just have a... I'm going for it. CeeDee Lamb is going to have a 1,000 receiving yards in 2020. Is this just CeeDee Lamb, like, overtaking Gallup, or do you think all three of them? Or oh, Cooper I mean, having a bad year? What, what I, I see probably either... If one of them goes down, 
that's the sim like you know how, yeah. how can you say he's not going to do that right yep. and then and he stays healthy the second thing is he possibly could do it if both of them did stay healthy and played well i think they might be like not if, if he's going to score a, if he's going to have a thousand yards all three of them aren't going to have close to 1500 like you know one of them's not going to have 1500 yards they're all going to be very close to each other and i think the more they put him on the field the more they're going to find um ways to use him and one of the other two is going to find less targets i think um he's too much of a talent to just let him rot and i think the way he's working at the moment he looks like he's ready to go like a season pro for me so yeah i think the mm. way that their their offense worked last year as well like i think both cooper and gallup had a three touchdown game or something like they both scored just monster chunks in in the middle of the play so you could easily sort of knock off you know, pushing up towards a quarter of that or a 20% of that thousand yards just in one game where he scores yeah. two long touchdowns and <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, it's not crazy, but uh, yeah, I'm not totally expecting it. It's a pretty big deal for a rookie to score, a, to get to a thousand yards. So, especially that and there's this season. There's probably what? There, I guess, if everyone's believing. Oh. Oh. Yeah, for a second there. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, as I was saying, a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. I mean, people are giving hype over Blake Jarwin. Everyone's giving hype over Gallup being amazing, Cooper being amazing, CD Lamb being amazing. There's still Zeke out of the backfield. I mean, Tony it's ambitious. Butler, the best uh, handcuff in the league. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people in inverted commas saying Blake Jarwin is amazing, is that just you? Oh, mate, I've heard it a few a few times more than just out of my mouth, let me tell you. Wasn't that before they drafted City Lamb? Like, no, this is like this week. I heard <laughs> uh, one of the footballers say, I think it was Mike Wright said it, just drop a name there, because um, I don't really know the guy and all stuff. But um, yeah, he's been saying Blake Jarwin's going to feed, so there's plenty of people out there that are doing it. It's just a matter of, you know, is this offense going to need to throw the ball heaps, or are they going to be in front and just run it down the throats with Zeke? So. Did you Look, I, I could see it happening if one of them goes that? down for sure. What do they have a hot take about? Oh, yeah, Blake Jarwin's top six tight end. It's probably the same thing, I guess. I mean, you can see it happening, but whether there's too many mouths to feed, who knows? Look, it's not going to happen. Sadie Lamb's going to go for 1,000 yards. Like, I don't, do, we, do we have a bet on it? Or? Blake Jarwin, yes. top six tight end times going wrong. Do we have a bet on it? Or? Yeah, all right, I'll take a bet. What tequila? bet are we doing? Uh, I'm not a big fan of tequila. <laughs> well, no one is. Can we, right, can, can we do a bet on something I really like? <laughs> That's how they work, you know? All right, yeah, done. Tequila bet. All right, done. Yes. Put it on Write the board. Write it down. Yeah. Tequila bet. Jarwin. Is it what? Jarwin versus just overall top scorer or who's closest in this Well, I mean, it's thing, an I easy guess. win if you're going to put it that way. I think it's whoever's take comes closest. All right. Closest. And if you're both right, I have to do a tequila mm. shot. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do our one you as the one that we kind of joined together for. Yeah, I think we Are you going to join it. me on it? Or? Yeah, yeah. We said it in the... Uh... The wide receiver. Mike Kent's episode, I think, wasn't it? Mike Kent's episode, yeah. Kenny Golladay, the wide receiver one overall. Um, I just think he's touchdown upside's huge. There's not really that much competition for targets. And, uh, yeah, the quarterback play should be massively improved with Timmy back under center. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I really love him this year. And I think he's going to do real well. And I pretty much drafted him in every league I've started this year. Yeah, this, everyone seems to still be sleeping on him a bit, though. Um, you know, still second, third round that he's going. I mean, I suppose not every single person in the world is listening to our podcast for some unknown reason. <laughs> but if they were, mate, they'd be 
they'd be drafting this league-winning Kenny G, I tell you, because, yeah, I'm all about it. I think um, having a bit of an accurate quarterback back this year in Stafford really does help. I mean, he did it last year pretty bloody close to it anyway. Um, with who? A quarterback? Yeah, exactly. No one remembers. Um, so, yeah, look. Ugh. Big year coming. Big year coming. All right, I'll move on to my next one, I guess. Uh, Cam Akers, top 10 running back. Love the guy. I think his opportunity is great. There's some talk about uh, Malcolm Brown at the moment being uh, probably the running back to start in week one, but I think Cam Akers is going to show that he's got it going on pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Indus, uh, Henderson's injured, I suppose, at the moment, so he's kind of got the got the path to get some carries week one to kind of complement Malcolm Brown until he realises that Cam Akers is definitely the, the better of the two running backs. So I've got him as top 10 running back. I mean, we said we're going to go hot, so I like him. He looks good out of college, um, can catch a ball as well, so Cam Akers, top 10 running back, lock it in, Eddie. Yeah, I think that one's pretty hot. Um... Unless Fournette signs there, then obviously it's going to change. Yeah, just... Yeah, they'd have to realise pretty quick for him to, to get into the top 10, I think. Like, I reckon they'll realise pretty bloody quick, mate. Yeah, I think there's enough sort of starting running back workhorse types that that's, that's a tough spot to get into. But I guess someone does it all the time. And exactly. Maybe you're right. There's always seems to be one rookie that sneaks into that top 10 and I reckon Aker's going to be the guy. Yeah, I reckon yeah, well, it's probably going to be if... quite a good slap it. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going DeAndre Swift to lead the running backs in fantasy points 2020, even over CH. Yeah, <laughs> that's too hot. Well, that's like you got to take some some spice here. I don't know. I think he's got a good. He's probably not in the best spot, but it's sort of like he, I, I like his talent coming through, and I think there's a bit of there's a reason they drafted him. They didn't draft him to sit there and learn from Kerry on Johnson. They drafted him to replace him. I think. Um, so if he can perform early and, and do that, I think he's got a good chance to, to be there. They got a good line. Um, if he's got he's good pass catching, Matt Stafford loves to throw to the the back, like Theoretic back in the day and stuff like that. So we could see him be there. And it's also probably a bit of a knock on the rest being like I don't see one of them crazily excelling either. So like I'm just being a bit hot on that uh, DeAndre Swift would want to take the lead. Yeah, I think... Because um, what you're taking... Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, DeAndre Swift, I think with the injury concerns at the moment, that's that's my biggest threat into that sort of idea that he's a number one because, yeah, I I think the challenge for them to... Either of them to get over Clyde Edwards-Alaire is just the, the lack of competition that he has. Um, not that I think he's the best talent necessarily... Um, I think it's probably even possibly Jonathan Taylor, um, but it's it's really um, who's going to step into the role quickest and, and who's going to get the most volume, and I think that's probably Clyde edwards there for me. So no hot takes from me, but yeah, I like uh, Swift. Plenty of talent. Let's see how he goes in that Detroit team. Uh, should I jump in with one of mine then? Uh my first one's all about the white boys, uh, the receiver domination of Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen, and I think they're both going to be top six wide receivers this year. Um, Cooper Cup, when he's been playing over the last couple of years, he's pretty much been on track as like a top three wide receiver. Um, he scores a ton of touchdowns, gets a ton of targets, and obviously um, Cooks has gone from that offense now as well. So 
possibly a little bit more concentrated towards him. And, um, yeah, so I can see him easily getting into the top six. And then Adam Thielen has also done it before. Um, that year that he started with 10 straight 100-yard games or something. Um, yeah, so I, I can see just very little competition for targets. He's He's got a great rapport with Kirk Cousins, and I think they're both going to do real well this year. Yeah, look, people are still sleeping on Carpe. I mean, you look at these drafts that we've just been doing um, and mocks and startups and stuff that we've been in, and I tell you what, he's like third, fourth round for a guy who finished what, fourth overall last year, I think? Mm, and missed games. Yeah, and missed games. Like, come on, get amongst it, because seriously, this guy's going to eat. So, yeah, look, what do you do? Um, all right, I'll move on to our next one, I guess. Um, and this is pretty much, th- these next two are just to spy you a little bit. <laughs> uh, Matt Breeder. Matt Breeder outscoring Aaron Jones. Cop that one. Get that in here. What do you reckon? Ballsy. No. I mean, there's no real analysis no behind it. I no just... Chance. Just wanted to shit you. Now, look, I like Breeder's situation. It's not, it's, it, look, it's not going to happen, probably. Um, but, like, I like a spicy hot take. And this is about as spicy as you want him. But um, I like Matt Breeder's situation here. He's got Jordan Howard as the other guy with him there. I think he's got, or shown enough last year at the, the Niners that he can go and get this done. Um, you know, Dolphins are going to need to somehow score some points. And I think it's going to be through Breeder. Um Depending on what happens with the quarterback there, whether um, Fitzpatrick's doing it all year or, you know, we could uh, see Tua step in halfway through or even a couple of weeks in. I mean, he might need to check it down a little bit as he gets used to the game. I think Breed's got a chance to catch a few passes, run through a few gaps and score a few touchdowns. So I like his opportunity. Um, whether Aaron Jones is a bit of a reach, that's probably it. But that was the player that was going to trigger the most. So I thought I'd just throw him in there. I mean, Mixon would have triggered me more, but... Um, oh, I don't see that I happening. Don't believe that one. <laughs> no, I don't believe that one. Aaron Jones, I don't know. I just got a bit of a thing for him. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my my next one. Uh, Petey, you want to take us away with another one? Oh, did you want me to go? Because Pete's only got one left, I think. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, so I got uh, Rob Gronkowski finishing as the third best tight end <laughs> on his own team. Um, I don't... <laughs> so that means you didn't say break Gronkowski better, has it anymore. Yeah, yeah, Brait is great uh, than Rob Gronkowski. A 47-year-old uh, or looked like 47-year-old Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, just his reports out of camp are fantastic. There's there's two players that have played pretty well for the last two years or like high upside. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see what the fascination is with Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's going way, way too high in drafts. Um I want to bring up this draft and read off the players that went after him that I would take before because it's just absolutely outrageous. It was like all the rookies. Uh, how do I bring up a draft? Somebody talk while I do this. I think that I can see the fascination about it because Gronk and Brady have got that connection. I mean, who's Brady going to look for in the red zone when, you know, if he looks over and um, Goblin's covered and then maybe Evans is covered or he doesn't like the situation or he just got a goal line fade where Gronk's against a pretty shitty matchup, so he just chucks it up there. You can see the fascination, but I 100% agree. I do not like... Here we go. After, after Rob Gonkowski in our Survivor League 2 that's finished, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, Mike Gusecki, Noah Oof. Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Chris Evans, Blake Jarwin, Jared Cook. Like, I just think they're all going to beat him. Like I, John, Johnny Smith disagree. even, like, Four rounds later, like, go for it. Like, he took Jonu Smith. He took his starting tight end four rounds after he took Rob Gronkowski, this guy. So, yeah. Is that in I, League Two? 
Yeah. All right, so League One, same thing after Gronkowski has been drafted. Engram, Waller, Higby, Henry, uh, Fant, Gesicki, Jack Doyle even now with injuries happening, Blake Jarman, Chris Herndon, TJ Hawkinson, Austin Hooper, Johnny Smith, Jared Cook, like, woofed. I mean, everyone's predicting that they're going to be the Brady and Gronk of old, but, I mean, they're getting older and there's a lot more people that can play football in this team, so. Yeah, I just don't see it at all. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, look, what do you do? All right, I've got a couple more here. Um, let's lock in another one that's going to trigger you. I'm all for Gronk, by the way. Yeah, you're a weirdo, mate. Just do you wanted want to, to put that out there. Do you want to talk us through that? Or? No, I'm just, you just talk shit. Uh, Gronk, he's my boy. I think he'll... um. He might not overperform to be like a top three wide receiver, but he, I mean, we'll tight end. But uh, <laughs> it'll do better than being the third third tight end on his team. He'd be the slowest wide receiver of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I've got two more. Everyone else has got one more. So uh, Jameson Crowder will outscore Amari Cooper. You know, I'm going to say targeted at PPR here more than anything. Uh, the guy's going to catch a 1,000 passes. Um, Amari Cooper... In that uh, Dallas offense, I don't think he's going to get anywhere near as many targets. Jamison Crowder's just going to feed on targets, hopefully get some yards, hopefully get some touchdowns. Um, nice spicy one for you again there, US. Yeah, look, I mean, it's easy to easy to say that someone like Jamison Crowder's going to outscore Amari Cooper if you're right. Uh, cool. If you're wrong, who cares? Uh, oh, okay. I yeah. actually genuinely believe he could be up there, though. Yeah, I, I do kind of see the appeal behind him. I just... I just find it hard to get excited about Jamison Crowder. Like, maybe he does outscore him, but he scored 10 points a week and did that actually do anything for you? Not really or something. Like, I just, yeah, I see the upside in other players a lot more than Jamison Crowder, personally. But I think, um, well, what was it last year when he had that billion-yard uh, target game? Yeah, he had like 17 targets. 17 or targets stupid. or something stupid like that. I can see it happening a lot more. <laughs> Not 17, but you know what I mean. I mean, he's got games where he scores 18, 16. He's had a 24 game last year, 16, 24, 16, 16, 18. It's not just 10 a week, but I mean, he's got the twos and the threes and the ones as well. But I don't know. I think um, hopefully we, we see a bit of an improvement from Darnold. Um, and I think Crowder's going to be a bit of a beneficiary of it. Beneficiary of it. Um, and I'm starting to kind of come around to him, especially in PPR. I mean, the guy, if he is going to catch 10 passes a game, like that's that's gold. So, yeah, some people have taken him pretty well just before me when I start to look at him in, in drafts, and it pisses me off. So, yeah, I like him this year. All right, you want to finish, finish you off? Uh, yeah, so I've got uh, one more. going to take my rookie, and it's uh, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, this is sort of on the back of that uh, Fournette news. I think he's going to get into double-digit touchdowns this year. Um, I really like the idea that he's going to sort of move around a lot, maybe get some carries out of the backfield. Um, I think they're <laughs> going to use him creatively. You see and, heaps uh, of people saying, oh, now that Fournette's gone, he's going to be their running back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite that much. Yeah. But, um, I saw yeah. it on Twitter before. <laughs> I just like him to make things happen. And, um, yeah, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a particularly useful fantasy option, but I just think he's going to score lots of touchdowns. So... Um, he's probably going to have a, a big game or two, but you probably won't be able to predict it. All right, Petty. Philip Lindsay to outperform Melvin Gordon in 2020. You had to get a Philip Lindsay one in there, didn't you, Pete? Yeah, Is it because you have him in every single league you are, <laughs> you are 
commissioner of or a buddy, whatever you call it, owner every, of? Every, every league I play in, not every league, but most leagues, I, ha- I do own Philip Lindsay. I'm happy to take him when his price falls well below um, what he performs at. So pretty easy there. I think a lot of people are happy to thinking, oh, he'll just fall off a cliff. And I'm like, well, he's done it twice in a row out of two goes. So why don't we think he's just going to disappear now? So I think they're going to use the two backs because they have the same time before with Melbourne Gordon and um, with... Sorry, Devonta, uh, <laughs> Royce Freeman. Devontae <laughs> Freeman, bloody hell, uh, you're all over the shop. Yeah, but like when they've had the back before and he's, he's still been able to show that his elusiveness and his what he can do is um is valuable. I think maybe if they can find some work in the pass catching area for him to improve on, like him, it'll only give them more because I think he's a bit, that type of how he runs with the ball in open space is much more valuable in that type of situation. So I think they're going to run him pretty well and hopefully they can, I guess, put him in more of a a 50-50 with Gordon, which should also allow him to have that rest and I think be used a bit smarter, not uh, just more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my take. Fair enough. Look, it's hard to see it. Yeah, I don't don't really know. I I don't know what to make of Melvin Gordon because I think that a lot of Melvin Gordon's success was just volume and so if he doesn't get the volume i'm not sure exactly what he is um i really think just him trying to hold out was the dumbest idea he could possibly have taken (laughs) like he just wasn't the elite guy that could have commanded that for me and yeah i i could see Lindsay sort of outperforming him in games here and there um so whether that translates across the whole season it'd be interesting to see yeah, look, pretty spicy takes here, I must say. I mean, if, if some of these pull off, we'll look like bloody geniuses. But uh, anything else? Honourable mentions here. Uh, I almost chucked T.Y. Hilton in here because I'm, I'm a big believer in T.Y. Hilton this year. Yeah, I mean, you it are. sounds like um, I, I've drafted him every startup or redraft I've done. I'm getting him in like the fifth or sixth round. Apparently, the connection between him and Rivers in training games has been pretty unreal. So he's got a bit of a hard on for him, too, apparently, of P. River. Um, so yeah, honourable mentions to him. I almost chucked him in as like a top five wide receiver, and I was like, "Well, that's a bit spicy, <laughs> a bit too spicy for my liking." I've got a few people that I like in front of him, so we'll say a top ten wide receiver at least to get the juices flowing. I mean, I think you could be right pushing for that border of a wide receiver one this year. So yeah, I had another Colts one. Basically, it was just trying to find something that lets everyone know that Naheem Hines is no good. Don't draft him. Um, but I couldn't really think of anything else. I was tossing up maybe um, Jonathan Taylor getting more catches than him or something like that. But I just don't really believe that Jonathan Taylor is going to get that many catches. Um, mm. Yeah, for me, I, I just really wanted to talk about just how everyone's like, go get Naheem Hines in the insert round here, probably 11th round or something stupid like that. And, um, you know, you'll get a safe floor at pass catching. Like, that's it. That's all you're going to get. Like, there was not really... There was less competition for him last year, and he didn't do anything. Like, why do you think all of a sudden he's gonna step in just because they got Philip Rivers? Like, it's not so much about the quarterback as it mm. is about the the team's philosophy. And with Mac and Jonathan Taylor, he's not going to be on the field that much. So, yeah, I just really don't care about him. I, even <laughs> if even if you've got him on your team, when are you ever going to start him? Yeah, it's going to be like a real deep league and you've got a shit ton of buyers or something and like that. Then e- yeah, even when everyone got hurt and 
he was the only one that was fit. They still played someone else over him. I forget who it was, but yeah, that guy like scored a, three touchdowns or something like, in the yeah, game. I can't remember what his bloody name was. He's on some other team now. Um, yeah. It's not going to come to me. Boston Scott or someone stupid like that. <laughs> no, definitely wasn't Boston Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So anything else we want to talk about here? Peter, you got any sneaky Owens that you were thinking about but didn't quite get over the line here? Or? Um, no, there's not really another one that I have that I'm confident on. I'm just saying because we're only going for 40 minutes. So it's like, <laughs> do we want to go a little bit longer? Yeah, here? I expected oh. like Pete to have Greg Ward wide receiver three overall or something. <laughs> oh, like, Is Greg Ward a mix between Greg and Greg Dean? And Dino, yeah. Send yeah. shit trades. Guaranteed. <laughs> and drops a lot of ball or? Yeah. Oh, no, not that one. He's, a, he's got Greg's hands, Dean's hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Probably sends out straight. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, cry. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right. So, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, survival leagues? Or we're we're good to go there. We're done. We're dusted. Everyone should know what's going on. I mean, I, I hope that no one knows what's going on. I think that's part of the. <laughs> we don't really know. What's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's what six picks left in uh, survival one. So by the time everyone listens to this, you can probably say that the, the tribes will be ready to go. So good stuff. It's very exciting. I'm really excited. Yeah, well, happy days. I guess we'll put it. Um, maybe we'll put them on tomorrow morning, and then we'll let everyone know that they're announced in the uh, podcast. And hopefully, a few people have a listen or something, and build a bit more excitement about it because I'm excited about it. Um, and yeah, we can we can start See announcing from space, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the first tribal council. That's going to be the real fun part. I'd love to get a live one, eh? Yeah, I reckon we can easily get a live one. Yeah, maybe 16 not, people. Maybe, maybe every week might be a bit difficult. But I we'll suppose you only need eight technically for a, uh, a tribal council. Yeah. Only one, yeah. one squad's going. So I mean, at least can. a Zoom for the finale, I think, uh, oh, yeah, is definitely. necessary. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we'll cut to the live studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cockatoo Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm excited. So, yeah, anything else or let's wrap this shit up? Oh, I did have one thing that came back to me, but now... We haven't I heard reckon... from Gerg for a while, just quietly. Yeah, Gerg, send us some love, mate. Um, yeah, Baltimore wide receiver to go over 1,000 yards receiving this season. Which one? Yeah, one. Oh. <laughs> You're going to stake your claim, mate. Pick one. Oh, I'm going to say, well, I reckon Marquis Brown's going to do it. Um, but I also think Miles Boykin might be close. I think Ooh. the two of them... They're the two real chances, but it's Mr. There's Irrelevant. No way, there's no way you're going to put um, Boykin ahead of Brown. Um, but I think both, they're going to see a lot more. Uh, I think I think they're going to go to them two a lot more than what they were going to before in others or whether it's a tight end, but they'll still run the ball a lot. Um, but I think they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit or at least make teams think they... They have yeah. to watch it as well. Like, not just be like, we're just going to stack the box and make you beat us, like, with the arm. So yeah. you're not you're not betting on Willie Sneed then? Nah. Um, I what think... is it with you and Willie Sneed? I don't know. It was the most random person I could think of this morning. <laughs> I have Willie Sneed in one league, and I really don't like him. Willie Sneed? Or he won't he Sneed? Oh, I don't know. He's just... <laughs> he's semi-reliable, right? Like, he's one of those teams... He's probably a good NFL player, but never going to be a good enough... Fit. Like... I mean, if you play Madden, he's an absolute unit. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a lot of targets and touchdowns. Yeah. Good for him and Madden. We're not playing Madden, man. Oh, we're playing a fake sport, I guess. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, one of them's got to do it, I reckon. I think they need to open up that passing game a little bit more if they want to get after the Super Bowl for sure. So I don't mind that at all. I mean, if they were... I reckon viewers wouldn't mind that either, to be honest, if it was Hollywood. Yeah, I'd love it. You've got to trust in their coaching, right? That they're they trying to... That's something they're building towards. Like, they can't just... They've got to be... Effect, like, to improve their effectiveness on the ground, they have to have some kind of threat in the passing game. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I had one more. Christian McCaffrey will be a top five running back. Oh, that's pretty hot. Yeah? Yeah, well, the fact he didn't say he was going to be a top running back. Well, I just wanted to make it semi-amusing, right? Yeah, it's pretty pretty cold. Yeah, it's, it's cold as ice, mate. All right. We're done? I'm done. Stick a fork in us? Stick a fork in us. Stick a fork in us. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, send some mailbag questions. We haven't had some mailbag questions for a while, so let's get after those. Um, hit us up on Insta, Facebook, Twitter, etc. All of the usual social media pipes. Uh, hit us up, and away we go. Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a button. <laughs>